God gave you 100,000 watts of power, but it's up to you to put them to work. This is the John Adams Radio Show. Coming to you live from Southern Command Headquarters on beautiful St. Simons Island, the crown jewel of Georgia's coastal empire. Thence 313 miles in a northwesterly direction to our flagship station, AM 920, The Answer, in Atlanta, Georgia, WGKA. Thence 23,300 miles directly into outer space, this week affiliates, SATCOM 1. Thence rebroadcast all across the fruited plain to our vast EMR radio network, bringing you truth, justice, and the American way. I'm John Adams. This week, 331 states plus the island of Guam. And as the sun rises on the American empire, and the days of American exceptionalism are before us, not behind us, our long national nightmare is nearly over. And we're glad to have you aboard on this rainy Sunday afternoon on beautiful St. Simons Island uh, off the coast of Georgia. I don't know what it's like in Atlanta. Mike Roy, what is it? Can, why don't you give us a real quick uh, official-sounding weather report? Well, John, it was really cloudy this morning, and then it rained pretty heavily for about an hour, hour and a half or so. The sun came out for a little while, and now the sun has disappeared, and it's just overcast. So we're kind of all over the map for today. Well, you know, it's interesting because, and I know we have a caller, so we want to get to that. But um, it's interesting to me that any time there's a tropical storm approaching Puerto Rico, mm. that's a little uh, Spanish lingo for those people in sandy springs who don't understand spanish um anytime there's a tropical storm or anything approaching puerto rico the the uh forecasters go berserk and they put a map on with thousands of lines all converging on saint simon's island and finally they oh no it didn't make it there oh no 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 so sad just give me it a scare blew over <laughs> you know thousands of people are dead in louisiana but uh didn't make it to say every hurricane or storm that has ever existed according to the american meteorological society is born to make a beeline for st simon's island yet none ever gets here uh-huh. And I think that is because of our righteousness. I mean, think about it. You've got all those bad people down there in Florida who have just been, in the last 15 years, torn up. And then you've got all those other people over on, on the Gulf Coast. I... I I don't decide where the winds blow, so I'm just suggest. Well, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm suggesting that the winds blow at random, and that no one can accurately predict them. How about that? 
That sounds good. That is fair. All right. Um, John Adams Radio Show for another week. This is the longest, continuous, business-oriented, and most respected real estate program in the southeastern United States. And, of course, now that we're broadcasting coast-to-coast on the EMR Radio Network, you can join us. Uh, You're welcome if you happen to be in the Atlanta toll-free dialing area, which keeps seem to be getting bigger, 404-371-8000, or uh, you can call 888-920-2665, coast-to-coast, I'll pay for the call. And uh, here we are at 12 minutes after the hour. Why don't we do this? Let's go ahead, and anybody would like to join, here's some things I want to talk about today. I want to talk about investing in real estate and whether or not it is still possible to buy reasonably priced properties that will pay for themselves. Are there still deals out there, and do you have to get the deal of a lifetime in order to put a quality property in your portfolio? Call me now, 404-371-8000. The other thing is that I have been talking with several presidents of several boards of realtors, not only in the metro Atlanta area, but here on the coast as well. And without exception, they are telling me that their membership is beginning to increase. This is a turning of the tide. Now, I don't know that it means anything, but I'd like your thoughts. If you are a realtor and you are willing to take just a moment and call me at 404-371-8000 and share with me what you see happening from a marketing standpoint, from a listing and selling standpoint, please do so now, 404-371-8000. And then finally... Um, You know, there's a big difference between the real estate buying and selling market and the investing market. Those of you that are thinking about entering investing, those of you that that have not done it in the past, I know, including my friend John, who is on the line, uh, has experienced tremendous success in the past. But those of you who are just getting started thinking about investing, where are you finding opportunities? Where are you looking and where are you finding? Call me now, 404-371-8000. I personally believe that it is still entirely possible to retire comfortably on as few as 10 houses. And we'll talk about that uh, today. Additionally, uh, Windows 10 is coming out. If you have converted to Windows 10, I've got that little thing on my screen, the little white window do-jobby, and I'm afraid to convert because I don't know what Windows 10 is going to do. And if you've done it, I'd like to know what you think um, about Windows 10. Is it safe? Should I do that now? Should I not do that now? What's the scoop? Call me up, 404-371-8000, and I've also got a free 
productivity app that I want to talk with you about a little bit later. But it's 15 minutes after the hour. Uh, Senior Network Engineer and Chancellor of the Exchequer, Mike Roy, is with us, and he's going to help us to take a very short break during which we will make some obscene profits. And then when we come back, we're going to go right to the phone line. So I've got two lines open right now. The rest are full. If you want to get in line, 404-371-8000. Mike, get me out of here, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Excellence in Money Radio Network. I'm John Adams, unbossed and unbought. We'll be right back. Mercy. All right, we are back 20 minutes after the hour on the John Adams radio show as long as i'm here doesn't matter where here is let not your heart be troubled um you know it is really interesting our we're joined now by uh, our first caller john from Kennesaw, who has been absent from this forum for so long that i sent out a missing persons bulletin um, and found out that he had attempted to change his name and flee to Canada. But uh, we were able to intercept him, have an intervention, get him some counseling, and get him to come back to Kennesaw. John from Kennesaw, welcome back. We're glad well, to have you back in the North Georgia area, and I hope that uh, your future will be peaceful. You never should have told me that Barack was going for a third term. I, that's why I ran. I, I understand, and I, that was a joke. That that was a weak attempt at humor, and I apologize to you for that. Uh, I'm aware that the Constitution doesn't mean anything to him, but see, what you don't realize is, while you think the Constitution limits the president to two terms, he is a constitutional scholar. Ah, and, so that, and, that's and why that, he's trying to let Biden run, huh? Well, I mean, he, he what, basically whatever he says it means is, is what it means, according to him. <laughs> okay. And uh, so there, there was some confusion there on my part. And I apologize for that. But I, I we're glad to have you back. Welcome oh, back you. to the U.S. of A. I'm, I, um, I as I a Dr. Ben Carson about... fan, I thought uh, I'd I just... check with you and, and see who you're interested in, John. Well, first, I wish you used a better picture on the side of the milk carton. <laughs> that, did, that didn't look like me. But uh, actually, I, I want you to Carson... know I went out. I went out and bought 50 quarts of milk just so I could get that picture of you. Okay. And I have it framed here in my Southern Command headquarters office. (laughs) I appreciate that. And I do like Mr. Carson. I like Mr. Walker. And Mr. Cruz isn't bad either. Uh, 
we'll see how the rest pan out. Uh, even Carly Farina, I sort of like as well. Well, I do too, although she is taking it on the chin from CNN. And I, I don't know what to think about that. I, we don't have many friends at CNN, although I... Uh, they have been kind enough to put me on television several times, which I do appreciate. But every uh, once in a while, they'll have a good brain cell. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But um, I, 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 what do you think about Mr. Trump? Uh, he's appealing to the right demographic. He's an outsider. He's good. He's going to be popular, but. I don't think he's going to make it to the finish line. I think uh, it's sort of the Perot theory almost. I'd I, I love to see some of the rhetoric there, but uh, it is nice that to see a candidate who, uh, let's just say, isn't as neutered in a while. Boy, you're not kidding. That's a great way to describe it. I laughed. Um, I just bent over double laughing oh, when yeah. he described Secretary of State Kerry and the negotiating team with the Iranian um, nuclear uh, uh, negotiators as a bunch of suckers. <laughs> I think that was said, an understatement. It, it was, but he said, y'all, they, they don't know how to negotiate. He said, I'm really good at this stuff, and those guys are nothing but a bunch of suckers. Uh, I think that's right, and they're playing with other people's money, and they don't care. That, Where, and lives and safety. Here, yeah, where uh, you know, Trump, he's done a lot more high-pressure negotiation, and he cares because it's his skin in the game. So I'll, I'll it, Well, it that. is, and I also think it's important to point out that he has not moved offshore, and nope. he could save a lot of money in taxes by moving everything Trump does to the Canary Islands or some weird place like Gibraltar or... Uh, Costa Rica or something, and where is he? In the most expensive tax city in the world, New York City. Yeah, it's sort of so, funny. He, he's actually located in the same district and getting taxed in the same region. GE is about to move to Atlanta because of those high taxes. Yeah, I don't blame him. And uh, we, you are hearing the people in California are surprised that there's this gigantic whooshing sound, and that's businesses, particularly medium-sized businesses, leaving California to go to places where they're welcome instead of being punished for succeeding. Oh, you think that's bad? I actually went into an airport in Texas. They actually have a folder handout of words from California to Texas just to allow new people to speak safe neighborhood in California and Texas, that means everybody carries an open weapon. Amazing. Simply amazing. I'm not going to say any more about it, except <laughs> that if we outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns, and uh, I don't think that, I hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. I've got a, I've got a 9 millimeter Browning high power with enough hollow point ammunition to last me a long time, here on beautiful St. Simon's Island. They're either going to well, have to swim here or come across the causeway, John, and the causeway is only four lanes wide. I can defend that. Well, as far as worrying about the hurricane, 
Don't you know by now the weathermen get a great kickback from every Kroger and Publix around with every hurricane <laughs> alert? Haven't you known that by now? I was stunned today. We went last night, actually last night, to the Winn-Dixie here on St. Simons, and people were stocking up. Oh, and, yeah. of course, it, by then it had already, it, it's headed off toward New Orleans, heaven forbid, or someplace. But um, they had a special on bottles of water, 16-ounce bottles of water, were $1.69 each. Now, at, that's $0.10 cents an ounce, which you is... Coca-Cola is cheaper. Oh, gasoline is cheaper. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's insane. And people were buying this bottle of water like it was just gold. Of course, it rained about a foot and a half here today. I, <laughs> I'm afraid that it's not global warming that's raising the ocean levels. It's just this uh, hurricane, uh, tropical storm Erica is bringing a lot of rain along here. So, wow. Anyway, well, uh, what's the latest, John? What's going on with real estate out there? Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask you. I've noticed the huge desertions from, like, Cabbage Town, Reynolds Town, Inman Park, and Fourth Ward. I've noticed those. People are getting at them because the crime and so on. They're really getting more into the Midtown Piedmont area around Atlantic Station just because secure facilities, gates, and everything else. I've noticed that big time with a lot of real estate investors. But finding deals, because there's so much more competition, especially these larger companies coming in, uh, you can't find good REOs or good short sales like you used to. And it's a little harder to find. I don't think we're going to see uh, REOs and short sales like we have in the last several years. I, I think that's behind us. And the reason I say that is um, the the volume of foreclosures, and I don't have it in front of me, but I'll bet you it's down fifty to sixty percent from the height. The but it took these stupid banks a long time to figure out that they took it on the chin when when a they took a property back and that they were better off doing almost anything. And the volume of loan modifications we're now seeing, coupled with um, the increase in prices. You know, I have some property that several years ago was upside down. Yeah. And if they threatened to foreclose, I'd have walked away from it. Whereas today, yeah. I'd find a way, if, if I was behind, I'd find a way to catch that thing up because... I don't want to lose it. It's got equity in it all of a sudden. Well, what's going so, to happen if they go up a quarter point in the interest? What do you think is well, going to happen? Well, I think that's going to throw us right into a recession. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen until January or even February. I think they're going to be extremely tentative because Janet Yellen does not want to uh, go down in history as having ended this period of so-called what I call pathetic recovery. I mean, they see this as um, a recovery. If you think 90 million people unemployed and underemployed is a recovery, I, I mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. If you think 50 million Americans on food stamps is a recovery, um, I, then 
then you have a different definition than I do, but this is what the current Federal Reserve thinks. By the way, I don't know if you heard the Federal Reserve Governor of St. Louis um, (laughs) popped up at a speech and said that the quantitative easing over the last four, four to five years had had negligible impact on a recovery. Yeah, James Bullard, uh, I remember I, that one. I, I don't think he's going to be around long. <laughs> that's that's not the company line. <laughs> well, I actually ran into the Atlanta Fed president, Dennis Lockhart, uh, over at Rathburns and actually had a good conversation. He was given even odds for next sep- for September rate increases. Well, that was then, and this is before the... Uh, I'll bet you that was before the stock market thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the last two weeks have scared both Wall Street and the Fed and Washington and banks to death. And I, I think they think that if they do anything to undermine what little stability we have, that it could send, and I think it would, potentially send the market into a catastrophic slide. No, I shouldn't say catastrophic, but a serious correction, let's say that. And there's yeah, nothing wrong and they'll with... they'll overcorrect. With, yeah. But there's not, it, we, I think it's important to say there's nothing wrong with a correction. I mean... But how I, I don't real think the investors can we capitalize on this and what's going on? What I've been doing is just one. I've been building up my personal liquidity just to take advantage of deals. But I've even acted as an angel investor on two deals with other investors. But I haven't found any real strong deals like there used to be for both. You know how you could get in on a deal and get a thirty percent more equity return or over the fair market value, there hasn't been those opportunities, and I, I sort of miss those greatly right now. Well, sure, and, and I, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to see those. Uh, John, it's interesting, not only have we seen a dramatic drop in foreclosures and short sales as the banks have mm-hmm. finally uh, geared up and said, we've got to deal with these before they get to that point, because it was killing them, but we've also seen an increase in the number of people who now are interested in getting into or getting back into real estate investing. Evidence, wow. evidence um, the number of uh, real estate professionals that are joining boards of realtors, mm-hmm. and evidence the growing size of real estate investment clubs at least here in Atlanta, Atlanta Rhea and Georgia Rhea are both growing now sure. after about a five-year period of declining membership. And sure. and when you have that situation of fewer uh, opportunities coupled with a greater number of people looking for them, um, that's uh, you know supply and demand, and. I, I, this is one reason I've always said I'm nervous about investing outside of Atlanta, of the Atlanta area, and it's because outside, you, you get to, for example, down here in Brunswick, mm-hmm. this is such a relatively small pool of people, 
And the number one employer in Glenn County is, guess what, government. Yeah. Which you and I know doesn't produce anything. They don't make anything. There's no... There's there's no improvement to the economy. What they, what they do produce isn't worth it, and you do refer to as fertilizer. Right. Thank you. And and so this type of economy, I think, could very easily be upset. At least in Atlanta, we have some things like UPS and some things like Delta Airlines, but more importantly, we have. Uh, and Georgia Pacific and some in uh, Coca Cola, but we mm-hmm. we more importantly have the uh, SMSA now says six million people, and with that many people, there's almost always going to be a demand for housing. Have you experienced, John? I have, and we're going to have to take a break here in a minute. That rent is up pretty dramatically across the board. Yeah, but what worries me though is. I see a repeat of Dodd-Frank and that even the bankers, you know, since you used to own portion of a bank, you've probably heard this as well. A lot of banks are now doing immigrant loans on unsecured lines that aren't as well financed as they should, and I'm worried about a repeat of 2008 again. It's just I'm hearing it more and more, and I think there's something to it. I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I can tell you this, that, as you know, our little bitty bank was forced out by the FDIC. If we'd been given time to recover, we were, right. a, 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 we, we were a, a financially sound bank, at least I in know. my opinion. And I, I, I thought and you I know the well. Were good. I just thought the regulatory was nuts. Oh, you know, it was insane. But one of the reasons the regulatory uh, climate was like that is during this regime, there has been a concerted effort to rid the world of independent banking. And by having a smaller number of huge banks, it's a lot easier for the government to control them than it is to have all these silly little banks out there that just have one or two or three branches and have an independent board of directors that makes decisions in the best interest of the shareholders and the stakeholders and not necessarily in the interest of the government. So I don't know. But anyway, hey, I need to see you sometime. And I've been coming up there. I'm doing seminars now up in Mayretta at Delk Road, and the least you can do is come down and visit with me one day. I will, sir. I admit I've been a little busy and, uh, had some things I, I, going on in life. I have to. I had to take precedent. Well, I understand that, and family always has to come first. You know, I've always said that, and I mean it. But um, you and I are just about family. That's how far back we go. <laughs> so, it, uh, am I right or wrong? I'd give you that. No question. Okay. So um, I know also that it's almost impossible to get from Kennesaw to Marietta, but. You've lived up there long enough that you probably know how to do it. I, I told you about the time I tried, to get to, I tried to get to Kennesaw from Decatur, and well, when I got to Lookout Mountain, Tennessee, I had to stop and turn around. Well, it's been a while. Actually, I'm on five acres of lake altitude. <laughs> it's been years. <laughs> well, come on to Delk Road sometime. 
John, I, I appreciate your call. You're a gentleman and a scholar. I got to take a break right here and, and pay some bills, but I appreciate your call. I wish you oh, well. And one hope last to question, see you real if you uh, yeah. What's the best interior paint you love for rental properties? I'm trying to standardize all the properties. I was using. We have gone to white. Walmart. Yeah, we yeah. have gone to Walmart Builders Grade. Walmart has three different grades, and there's Total their plain. bottom of the line and yeah. super top of the line, and right in the middle. And we just go with Walmart middle of the road because we've had good results with it. It's reasonably priced. It is consistent, and I think Glidden supplies it. But you know, you'll never know. They won't tell you. But uh, that's what we have done. We used to go with one of the manufacturers. We went with uh, oh, it wasn't Pittsburgh, but it was somebody, and we just had problems with consistency. So, what color do you like the best in the rental properties? Just country white. No, we're using, we are using a, uh, uh, actually a, it was Porter paint, and it used to be called Green's Breath, and it was a, well, I call it today, it's sort of a dove gray, a very light dove gray, and a white exterior enamel for trim. Okay. And that, that white exterior enamel is a little more expensive, but it right. will last and last and last, and it's easy to clean. Tell you what, next time you're up in the Marietta area, there's a root crisp. I do owe you a steak dinner with a bone-in ribeye <laughs> that's long overdue. You won't recognize me. I've lost 30 pounds since I've seen you, and and I'd better meet you at a salad bar somewhere instead. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. I'm about 40 pounds in the same league and for different reasons. Great. Congratulations, John. <laughs> All right. I got to hang up on you. Congratulations. Continued success, and we'll talk soon. My friend, we're going to take a very short break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about our economy and your real estate. I'm John Adams. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. You know, folks, you might as well face it, you're addicted to me. It's been 20 years on the air, and this thing just keeps getting bigger and keeps rolling. And we're still having fun after all these years. Still crazy. And I am delighted to have you with us. Unbossed and unbought, I'm John Adams. Seated firmly in the free enterprise chair, you're now attending the John Adams Institute for Advanced Money Studies. 
There are no Pell Grants, no Stafford loans, no Hope Scholarships. We may have a pop quiz at any time. However, the next scheduled exam is April 15, 2016. So you've got a little time, at least before the scheduled exam. But again, we may have a pop quiz just like this afternoon. So um, I want to spend just a little time. We've had several people ask if I would go over again my top ten tools uh, Google tools for real estate. And so I'm going to do two things. One, I have posted them for you on the Internet. And if anybody wants to go pull those down, it's about, let me see how many pages it is. It's a bunch of pages. But the, the great thing about PDF is you don't have to print it. It is 11 pages, okay? And the last two are an ad for seminars that have already occurred. So it's a nine-page report. So that, that's not bad. Um, and and uh, you can go to money99.com forward slash handout, H-A-N-D-O-U-T. And this is how I hand out things over the radio. But I would encourage you to do this. If you are very familiar with Google Tools, you'll like my list because, and by the way, I just updated this. So this is not, don't you hate it when you get something that, you know, is like four years old about the Internet? That's like 500 years in Internet time. So this was just updated a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I thought I'd just run over these real quick. If you have any ideas or or comments or thoughts on these i'd love to hear from you you can call me now at 404-371-8000 or you're certainly welcome to go on the website at money99.com and send me your comment and i'll try to respond to it if i can um don't send me a 7,000 word missive uh because i i don't just don't i wish i had the time to dive into those i just don't okay so let's talk about my top 10 google okay it's money 99.com forward slash handout okay it's like this is not a handout it's i don't need a handout i need a hand up or or a hand up hand out. i always get confused by that i don't need a handout i need a fish it, Mike Roy, is that some sort of mixed analogy there? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it. Well, well, I don't know. Did Did you see Dick Cheney catching fish this morning? No. <laughs> no. Well, you know, he's retired. He's Vice President Dick Cheney, one of the most hated and beloved men in the history of the United States. Right. And uh, he has retired and is living somewhere, I, I don't even know, Wyoming, but on a beautiful river, and he and his daughter, what is her name, Lynn? Yes, I believe so. Um, they go out uh, fly fishing. Right, right, right. And uh, they had him on Sunday morning, and um, he was catching beautiful cutthroat trout. 
I mean, and of course he puts them back in. I didn't know that. I did not realize if you are like a professional fisherman, you're never supposed to keep any. You always put them back in and then hope to catch them again or somebody else catch them. I, I didn't know that. I didn't either. I guess that's the sport well, of it. I guess. Well, what do you do if you're a hunter and you shoot something? Do you unshoot it <laughs> and then hope to shoot it again? Or well, I mean, I guess when you catch fish, they're not dead. They, I mean, they'll eventually die if you don't put them back in the water, but I guess that's the yeah. the, the premise there. You put the fish back because they can. T- they're technically still alive when you catch them, whereas when you hunt them, obviously they're not. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. I and so it would not be practical, right, to right. to uh, catch and release or shoot and release or unshoot. So yeah, I unshoot. <laughs> I, I did. I was the bullet out. This this happened about three years ago. This was awful. Margie and I were driving back from what is that lake? out in the middle of uh, Georgia, where the ritzy Totsy, um Ritz-Carlton is out there, Lake something. There's uh, somewhere out I-20. Reynolds, Reynolds Plantation, Reynolds Plantation. Lake whatever that is at Reynolds Plantation. We had been to a party out there, and so we were driving home about 7 o'clock at night, it was a, a early afternoon event, and um, it was well. I don't know. I guess seven. It was dusk, and I'm not kidding. On the way back to I-20, because this that Reynolds Plantation is a fair distance off I-20. You're on just sort of a backcountry road surrounded by woods, and a big old deer jumped out right in front of me, and I hit that sucker. And I I got out of the car, and it was clearly dead. I mean, it was a goner. And I didn't know what to do, so I called the police. And they said, well, these things happen. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, "Well, are you going to send an officer? And they said, yes, but... um, we don't see that there's any crime involved, and if, if in fact it is, is, is has deceased, then we will treat it as a non-emergency, and we will have an officer go by and uh, clear the area, and and you know that blah blah blah. But we're, we will treat it as a non-emergency. And I said, well, do should I wait? And they said, no, sir, you you're free to go. And it had not damaged my car, and so I. I drove off. We got a call back from the police who said that when the officer got there, that damn thing had gotten up and left. So it just caught up after getting hit by a car and, and walked Apparently. off. Apparently. Wow. <laughs> <And> <laughs> because Most, I had described, driving pretty slow. <laughs> that's what I thought. Well, I had described apparently very accurately where it was, where it happened. And apparently there was evidence of like my tire screeching and all that stuff of the, you know, tire marks. Mm-hmm. But, but there was no deer. <laughs> <laughs> just, God, just a scratch, just a bruise. It's <laughs> a flesh wound. That's right. Okay. <laughs> well, folks, on that note, that's the 3-0 Mark Four, the John Adams Radio Show. And on behalf of Mike Roy, I am John Adams reminding you, your financial future is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. Folks, make your choice a good one. 
So long, everybody. 